Hello and welcome to the Vibe with Kai podcast. It's your boy Kai, and today I'm sitting with the incredible John Cabrera, who the Vibers know as Brian from Gilmore Girls. Before we get into my interview with John, be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platforms at the Vibe with Kai, or visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. My guest today is John Cabrera. John is an actor, screenwriter, director, best known for his work as Brian Fuller on Gilmore Girls. He has also appeared in many things throughout the Hollywood circuit, so much. He joins me today to talk about his his professional life, fatherhood, and of course, a little show called Gilmore Girls. John, what's up, man? Welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. How are you, dude? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so I'm so happy that you're here. I, my I, I can sense it right now. All of my my Gilmore Girl following, they're all so happy. My friend Jamie, Jamie, I know you're I know you're gonna watch this. My friend Jamie McMillan is a huge fan of yours. She always has been. So on behalf of Jamie, hi John. <laughs> well, hello there, Jamie. I, it's always good to to um to learn about the Brian fandom it's a very small niche very niche fandom <laughs> i love it i'm, though, still, man. I'm still waiting for i'm still waiting for my brian fan fiction to start appearing it on, might on already be out there dude have you haven't scoured <laughs> all of reddit yet it might be out there <laughs> there actually there actually is well i mean there is one piece of fan fiction that someone sent me years ago that was just masterful it was so well written it was so funny it was all about brian's day like going to the insurance office and just all it was just so i mean it didn't have any other characters from the show and it was just <laughs> only brian like like leaving the whole stars hollow world to like go to this other world we never see in the show i i mean it was it was great i would i, I, never I would 100 watch that show that's the thing i would watch it and i, I would mean, it was, and i would recap it i'd recap everything was, <laughs> i don't know where that i don't know where that thing is i for it was sent many years ago yeah. sent, sent to me on twitter many years ago and now it's just lost to the internet right, right. if, we'll, if we'll, any we'll, of your fans can find it if right. your fans can find it send it to me find it so you okay. hear that that fans Fans, Gilmore Girls fans, find that Brian fan fiction. It is out there somewhere and send it over. And don't cheat. No cheating. You can't rewrite it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, or you could. Or you could. Why not? Let's just get the best okay. of both worlds here. Why not? Let's get Terrible. the Brian fan fiction going. <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, Brian, I just called you Brian. John, you you okay. are the, the father of a, of a beautiful baby girl. Congratulations. Yes. Um, Thank you very much. Your first, this New is your mom. first time, Dad, right? This is your first, your first kid. My, my, that's my first, my first child. Yes. Yeah. What's it? What's it been like so far? Like first time, Dad, raising a raising a kid during a pandemic. You know, just a little old pandemic. Uh, what's it been like so far? Well, that part of the equation has been real weird. Just the, <laughs> the, like having having a child during a pandemic mm-hmm. means all of that. All of that, like fawning that people want to do over your new baby, all happens over video, including <laughs> like grandparents and all that stuff, yeah. which is is a bummer. She started sleeping through the night at, I would say, it like around end of month one, um, like the whole night. Yeah, like but most people are like, wait, what? Um, yeah, I mean, we 
we put her to sleep at around seven and she wakes up at around six every day, like, like 6am, like 7pm. I mean, just sleeps the whole night, doesn't cry. Um, it's kind I, of a magical. A lot, John, I cry once a night. I'll wake up just right at 2 a.m. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, I, I cry multiple times per night. No. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no. So that's been really, really um, uh, nice because, you know, we've been able to get sleep. Whereas we were like, I feel like uh, before she was born, we just got loaded with all of the fears, all the things that we should be prepared are going to be. And, and uh, in fact, most of them haven't really come true. Like, and one of them was like, the sleep deprivation yeah. is real. It's real. And like, I mean, you know, it's been, I mean, it's, you know, it's been a little harder, but we've done pretty well with the sleep. I'm also a night owl. So Same. for the first month when there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, of stuff that had to happen during the night, we had a really good plan where I just slept till like one every day. And then I stayed up all night. And so she would get good sleep mm-hmm. and I would just be, you know, changing diapers and doing the feeding at night. And then I would go to sleep at like, you know, 7am, 8am sometimes. And then she would just take over. So it was like, it was, it was a good rhythm. And now, but now, um, ever since she started sleeping through, the night it's been it's been really amazing and that's, all, she's that's just, awesome because that's com- like complete like i, I guess opposite the, of what you hear sometimes from from especially yeah, like, yeah. that's what i mean i mean I, there yeah. was just so many so many stories just like but um you know one, one thing that i've learned is that um you just can't prepare right for, like there's not nothing anybody can really tell you because your right. Experience is so unique to you, um, and so we had like we had loaded ourselves up with all of these things that we had to prepare for, and then we just realized like most of them we just threw them. You know, well, I was gonna I was gonna ask you if there was like, anything that you like learned that you weren't expecting to learn as like a new parent that you were like, oh shit, my parents never told me that. Well, I mean, one thing you definitely realize is like you realize how much how much intense love. Mm. That you have for something for for someone that causes you to be weird, <laughs> and then you and then you realize how weird your parents were, and then you yeah. realize how much they loved you. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, you know. So it's like you're pulling. You you woke up today and decided to just pull some heartstrings. Is what you did today. John. Well, I mean, like I in in a nutshell. I mean, it's like you know right, you right. just you get like neurotic and weird and oh my god you know like you're scared you know like yeah. you suddenly have to keep keep you know uh, uh something alive that you yeah. just are desperately desperately want to to survive and right, right. and love so much and, and then you start thinking about all of the things that you know all of the like the things that your parents sort of were like neurotic about and weird about and all of that and then you realize like oh that was all coming from the same exact thing and you just start to realize like how much you are your parent right and they <laughs> look at you and they're like they I told you, this is why i was crazy when you were in middle school this is exactly <laughs> why <laughs> um, that's fun yeah so i i think that was probably that's probably one of them but you know little right. things every day you know um and and then like i said you know there's like some things that like you know, we we were really majorly into this whole like we wanted to um, t- 
to get as much as we could secondhand mm -hmm. um, before because we're just we're really um, we're just really into like the zero waste movement sure. and like to yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. there's so much consumerism around especially yeah. around babies yeah. um, so we did all that and even there you know we we also realized how much stuff we just didn't need right right you know like things that we like that we like bought like for example like a like a baby pacifier sterilizer you know yeah and my my and my wife was like you know this thing is huge do we really need this anymore and i was like i don't know i mean you really you, you were the one who really wanted like, it you know like the world, tells, she like the world online, tells us we need it i got do we need yeah it? <laughs> yeah i guess and then she looks online and she's like oh you can sterilize them with boiling water and then right. she was like, wait a second, before these things existed, that's what everybody did. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there's also like a little bit like of learning how you have to really be careful how much you get sucked into right, right. the, you need these things for your baby. Right. Thing, when you, is, when you, you know, were, hard, when you were picking out baby names, how, if, if, if you had a baby boy instead, how close would you have been to naming him Sebastian Buck? I want to know how close. Oh. <laughs> oh, I mean wor worlds. I mean worlds. I mean, galaxies close. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. <laughs> That's hilarious. See, uh, a lot of people they know you. Obviously, they know you from Gilmore Girls, right? Uh, which we'll get to. Yeah. But um, you've done a lot of stuff. You know, just, just by the way, just, just a quick shout out to, yeah, yeah. to Sebastian, just because you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, if you have not watched that guy's cameos, the cameos that he does, you know, cameos, oh, like when people like cameos. like hire hire him to like say a special message and stuff. They are they are like masterpieces. Oh, I, mean, I never they are, they are epic. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I've only seen the ones that he posts occasionally on his yeah. Instagram, but they're they are works of art, like truly works of art. Yeah. They end up being in, in a textbook in like 50 years. Um, on, <laughs> when, on just the, like, when the aliens show up and that's the first um, thing that they they're see. So, <laughs> they're so funny. They, they really are absolutely hilarious. Um, right, I, right. I, I, I think all of your fans need to go to oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll put I'll include a link to I'll, I'll put a little, little montage of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. I think they'll like that. Um, so you've done you've done a lot of stuff, like just things you know that people you know recognize yeah. you from and, and all of that. What is it as an as a actor creator you know writer? What has been the biggest challenge that you weren't expecting? You know as you you know navigate your way through Hollywood. I come um, with the hard hitting questions, John. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> funny because you know you usually it's usually like the advice. Like what advice would you give? You know, right, like right, that's right. a tough one. Um, I, uh, I don't know if I would say I, there, there's anything that I like wouldn't expect. It's a very difficult, difficult business. Yeah. One thing that I don't like, and it's been a part, it's been a, there, like a theme in my career has been always sort of trying to figure out ways around this almost to the point where now, um, you know, or actually really throughout my career, I've, I've, I've always wanted to try and um, figure out ways to actually push against it. And it's this like gatekeepers thing mm. where you have these like people in power in the industry who get to say who, mm. who gets to, whose voice gets to be heard, mm -hmm. you know? And with the advent of social media, we've 
we felt like there was sort of a democratization that was happening, right? Like all of a sudden, like anybody can, right? But then all of a sudden these new gatekeepers started popping up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'd say that like the, the part of the industry that really bothers me the most is the gatekeepers because I just feel like there are so many talented people in this world, so many voices, so many stories that we'll right. never hear because right. they're, they're in a, a line trying right. to get into into right. and it's the, all because of one like one person or one small group one of person or one entity or one right. small group of executives or whatnot you know or, or, or whatever i mean in the you know in hollywood we're talking studios right but right. like you right. know that gatekeeper thing exists everywhere it exists in the art world with galleries and curators and um and it's something that bothers me i just I, I i don't like it maybe it's because i felt like i was on the receiving end of it so much during my career and that's one of the things that um made it so hard um Do you feel like it's improved at all since like from the time that you first moved out there to the to 2021 has it improved or has it stayed the same um i think that it stayed it's i think it stayed the same mm -hmm. there, there was like a little bit of like oh wow what's happening here when all the streaming services began right, right. like began right when you know, when Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and it was like oh wow like there's gonna be all this new content like that's right. gonna be you know just like it, there's gonna be like now, now cables like a hundred new channels now we've got a million new channels it's amazing <laughs> right. everyone's gonna have a chance it's just gonna be you know everyone's gonna be getting a smaller piece of the pie but at least everyone is gonna be able to um right. to, to contribute and and what has happened the opposite like right. you know all of the streaming networks have like you know major stars helming everything and you know and it, and it's just as difficult to um to get in there as it was maybe even maybe even more so um, right well i was gonna, uh, I was gonna ask you because I, I was watching <clears throat> there's a show on netflix right now uh called love love death and robots that i was watching you know, oh i watched the first season yeah. I, I loved the first season it's great. it's great and it reminded me that that you you were in the digital series world before it was even yeah. like super cool uh because yeah. you have a show called h h plus right is what it was called mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that debuted back in uh, 2012 on YouTube and it got yeah. really good reviews. Like people yeah. liked it and it has, yeah, yeah. we were nominated. Like it, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so, so ahead of its time. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that out of any sort of arrogance. It was like, it just, the, the bottom line is if we had done that now, I think it would like back then people were like, Whoa, this is crazy. This is yeah. awesome. They just didn't know what to do with it. Right. Um, it was, um, you know, first of all, it, the format was really weird. It was um, 48 mini, like mini That's episodes. So they were all like, yeah. they were super short form. They were like, like five minutes long. Right. Um, and, and the idea, and so like altogether, it was like almost four hours of content. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that um, viewers of the show could actually create playlists out of those little those little um pieces and they could create their own narrative experience right. um which was really cool and and people got really into it but it didn't really fit the the warner brothers format for distribution they didn't really know like you know like they wanted to distribute it like a television show this was before really like the whole idea of binge watching was even right right and so it was like they were releasing the episodes like one per week or two per week. And it was like, 
they were like five minutes long. People were like, wait a second, like I have to wait a whole week for like five minutes right. of content. You know, I mean, it looks amazing and it's a really cool narrative, but like, and then it was like, wait, so you want me to piece these things together, but I have to wait for five months before all of them are right. even out for right. me to do that. You know, it's funny. It's funny because we talk about it as if this was 1970s. This was nine years ago, but the yeah. world has changed so much. Oh. Drastically. In, that, in that short time, even in the in the past year and a half, two years, and now you got even you know um, big studios like Marvel Studios that are do, like doing TV shows now, and yeah. you know you have a lot of like even Love, Death, and Robots, like th that is short form animation. So like I mean those are those are 10, 15 minutes long, you know per per episode. And I to your point, you were saying this earlier. I feel like as I was thinking about your show, I was thinking, man, this show would have done so well today and, yeah. and I want, like are they gonna are they ever gonna green light like another either version of well, this or like a season two or something well we were we we were hired to write a season two and we wrote a season two but um this is a sort of another part of the industry this might actually be the part that i was and that that i was surprised by that was really challenging and that is something that you wouldn't really think about but it makes total sense that when you work on a project at a studio you're working with a group of people there at that studio, right? Like, you know, you know, the art, the artists, the, 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 the writers, right. They come to, they come to a Warner brothers or a Sony or, um, you know, Paramount with a project, but Paramount has its own, like, you know, group of, of folks that are going to be there with you on the project executives and creatives there that are, that are hired at, at, um, at Paramount and they become just as invested in the project as you as you do it becomes their baby as much as it is yours and they they work with you and for years we were building that project right mm -hmm. and then um then they they leave they go to another part of the studio they get another job at another studio mm -hmm. and so then they're like okay well we're gonna green light another or we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna hire you to write a season two of this right so you write a season two but there, all of those people who are the champions of yours there, they're not there anymore. There's a whole new guard that have come right, in. Right. And do they want to do those that new guard? They've just come into the studio to make a name for themselves. Do they want to do the season two of a, of a series that they weren't even a part of the season one? No, they want their own season one of right. something completely new. Right, like something new. So, yeah. that, so a lot of projects, actually, a lot of projects that people really want to see continue a lot of, a lot of them die that way right. um you know that's, because that's to think about because I, like the the reviews for your show were really good like even to this day you know like if you look at the reviews not just from the the critics but from just people just general yeah, public, yeah. people really like yeah, people it. are still watching it it's, right. it's it's really cool i mean it's it's nice and it feels nice to to have created something that um that uh, that had an impact. I wish that we could have continued to tell the story, but yeah. as I said, I mean, we wrote it, but there was just nobody there at the studio who cared enough about it as that first group of studio folks who all, they all left, they all went to different jobs. They all, you know, they all are working their way up in their career. And that sometimes means leaves, you know, leaving the, the, the 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 position they were in the studio they were in so right, right. unfortunately the only way that I could imagine us kind of at this point doing another season would be like you know somebody at the studio falls and finds it falls in love with it and is like I want to return to this and I want to do something new and fresh with it right. that I can feel 
some degree of ownership to that new freshness, right? Because yeah. yeah. nobody wants to do the thing that the other guy started. They want to do their own thing, you know? Right, right. And well, I, I'm, I'm slow. My plan is to slowly take over the world. So when I do, oh, oh, when I do, go. I'm going to give you a call and be like, hey, listen, season two, let's do this. Let's go right now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm all in. All, now, speaking, all speaking for of, it. Speaking of things that have a long, long-lasting uh, <laughs> legacy, uh, Gilmore Girls. He sure did does. Did you see the segue? Did you see that? I saw that. I saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you and I, you and I cross paths because you and I, right now at this literal moment, are doing something very similar. You and yeah. I are both watching Gilmore Girls for the very first time. The biggest yeah. difference, obviously, is that uh, <laughs> I'm just a casual black guy from Philly. You, you were on we're the on, show. Yeah. <laughs> you were on the show, and you're watching it for the first time. You're watching it. Um, you, you, you have a um, um, uh, a whole project set up. Uh, am I, am I calling it Remarkus? Am I saying it correctly? Yeah. 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 So uh, you yeah. have it there, and and you and you um, invite people onto Clubhouse, um, and you and you watch the show, and then you talk about the show, and and you document pretty much your experience and all of that. Um, how how far along are you now in that process, and what made you want to do this in the first place? We are we just finished on Sunday night. We just finished season two. Got it. So we got like the bit that big epic. Yeah season two finale which yeah. was just like the last juicy minutes, last two minutes of the season oh that was so juicy <laughs> oh i was like whoa i remember um, that was two finale i was watching it live on on tiktok and instagram and i was like wow there's and there was like maybe like five minutes left in the episode i'm like there's nothing really happening like why are people talking about this episode like nothing happened and then, yeah. <laughs> like the last two minutes it's just like amy and dan were like pow 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 pow, pow. <laughs> yeah yeah although you know i have to admit though i i have this thing with um with our group with our community where i'm i'm constantly dropping theories yeah. You know, I, which is so fun because they're all like, we know what's going to happen. Exactly. So <laughs> lay your theories on us, John. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I really, I've, I've kind of turned it into a funny little bit, you know. But one of my main theories for season two, about halfway through, was I was, I was like, season finale, there's going to be a big Christopher Lorelei shakedown. Like something big is going to shake up that plot. I just could feel it, the way that they were building and whatnot. Yeah. So that finale for me was a lot of like, when's it going to happen? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? You're a lot smarter than I. What I wasn't expecting was the, uh, was the, the Jess kiss. When she, when she just leans in and kisses him. That was like, whoa! Like I was just... People it was, that know me, people that have been following me during this whole journey, you they know that I have this yeah, you, you, So basically, project is this. It's called Remarcus. The, the basic conceit is group of people gather together virtually um, to watch their favorite TV shows and movies mm -hmm. together. That's sort of the basic conceit of the, pro, of the larger project. It began from this... I should watch Gilmore Girls and I should watch it with fans because that would probably be really fun. Right. Um, the idea of like, you know, sort of expanding it to like any show and any movie, that's something that A, we haven't actually done yet. We're only focused right. on Gilmore Girls right. and really kind of came out of 
wow, this really works. Like, this is really fun to watch shows that you love with other people who right. also love them and have a relationship to them. A big part of the impetus of why I wanted to uh, watch it with fans is because I've been doing these, uh, I've been doing a lot of fan events um, mm -hmm. in the past few years. I've been doing these yeah. fan festivals and whatnot. So I've, I've, I've started to develop a relationship to the fans that actually feels more like friendship relationship mm -hmm. than this like actor fan relationship like i go to these festivals and and you know they're way more casual than your like typical con so i'm like right. you know meeting people in the streets having conversations at bars at you know at the, at the hotel bar and yeah. so i started to feel yeah. like i was developing a relationship to um this group of people who had this thing this who had a relationship to something that i also had a relationship to but in a very different way right um and that there was this disconnect that we couldn't really get past because as much as we wanted to chat and just be like buds there was always this kind of like what do you think of gilmore girls like what you know and, <laughs> and the answer to, and the answer to that was well the answer was nothing i would like dance around the the questions right but really the true answer was i don't know gilmore girls i don't know it and i don't know it the way that you know it and i started to get this urge more and more to bridge that gap right to like to like to you know to 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 sort of bring us together yeah. and i thought you know i've been away from the show for now 15 years mm -hmm. A big reason why I didn't watch the show is sort of the same reason actually most actors don't watch the shows that they're in is because it's work. You know what I mean? When the whistle blows, you come home, you want to hang out with your friends and you want to do things that are not related to work. So the thought of like sitting down and watching an episode of the show that you were just on, it's not really that appealing. Not to mention the fact that I personally have a hard time watching myself on camera. So that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, which, is, which is sort of a, a common thing as well. And so yeah, I just didn't. Well, I, know you know, Scott, I know Scott Patterson. He's also watching the show for the first time. Uh, Scott Patterson. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, obviously he, he plays Luke. He's watching the show for the first time. I interviewed um, Shelley uh, last week. Um, Shelley um, uh, will cool. play Madeline in, in Gilmore Girls, and she yeah. like will watch an episode every now and then, but she wasn't really actively watching it while, while she was yeah. on uh, either. And then Valerie Campbell, who was the- Yeah, who said the same thing. Yeah, like- She also didn't watch it all the time. She exactly. was, all, and that's also another thing is that like, for, for somebody like Valerie, it's like, you know, she was there every day. She exactly. saw all of the stuff. So it's like, you really want to watch that all Wait, again. You know, it's like, it, it's just- you're, For like 18 hours, because I, 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 I've heard stories okay. from pretty much everybody I've talked to so far that the the, the, the set hours on Gilmore Girls are infamous. They, uh, until season seven. Until yeah. season seven. Oh, right. I heard season, you, season, I heard season you, seven, season seven <laughs> things got real different. Yeah, things got real different. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's- it, it's it's been uh, long enough now that the show is very fresh it's very new like the other day um we're watching and i had no idea like i just had no idea how the band like where what how did the band begin what was the what was wow. the, the beginning of 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 hepa alien right or i mean at this point not even hepa alien's not even a thought yet right. and we're in season two and i couldn't believe it that's the season where lane meet Sophie for the first time and like what I mean I couldn't believe it I was like like oh oh my god this, this, is, a mu this is a music store this is a music store <laughs> um and of course everyone loved that because you know I was truly experiencing this for the first time so I think what's really been fun for the fans is that they get to re-experience the newness of the show 
through my eyes. What makes it right. so weird is, of course, that I also have all this insight into the show that they don't have. It's exactly. just, you know, stuff like, oh, oh, by the way, that wall isn't real. There's, there's somebody <laughs> behind there. You know, like, you know, kind of, kind of like silly stuff. John. Don't you? Yeah, or like, or all of that snow. The snow is my favorite part. Like all of this. I think I was talking to Valerie about that. I was like, because I asked her about the snow, and she's like, "That freaking snow." <laughs> it. Oh, she probably didn't like it because it was probably a pain. But like, oh my god, I loved it. I mean, the snow on Gilmore Girls was easily, in my opinion, was easily the most amazing movie magic that that yeah. show did. And because it was so multifaceted. For those of you that are listening that aren't aware already, Gilmore Girls films in Southern California. It does not yeah. film. It's not filmed anywhere even remotely close to where. Yeah, no, I mean. So during it, those snow scenes, it's probably like 70, 80, 90 degrees outside, right? Oh, yeah, easily, <laughs> easily. I mean, you know, they're shooting that in, um, you know, I mean, like they're shooting all of the winter stuff in. in the fall because everything right. is being shot on kind of a staggered schedule. So yeah, you're shooting yeah. that all in the fall. I mean, here in, in, in LA, I mean, like fall, you know, you, we could have heat waves in the fall. Right, exactly. Um, the only thing about the snow, the only thing about the winter months that it doesn't look authentic is the fact that you don't see any frost coming out of people's mouths. Right. That's right. the only thing. Like everything else is absolutely incredible. And creating that snow, really, it's so multi-layered because there's so many different types of snow that have to be created for the same shot. There's the like, the like wispy, frosty snow that's on the sides of mailboxes right. versus the, the powdery snow that's on the ground versus the stepped on snow versus the slushy, muddy snow that's in banks on the side. There's the wet streets. There's the snow that's falling. There's the it's stuff like, in the trees. So Every single part of it. Figure out a way to just make and, and, it and it's all different. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's all different. All of it has to be created with a completely different thing. Like all, right. you know, the the one thing is paper. The other thing is foam. One, right. you know, and it's just it's so magical. It's really so 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 well, magical. I I, I, I remember asked. always walking on the. Street. Do you so do you so you've been watching it your two your two seasons in do you do you like the show? What do you think? <laughs> oh my god, I love I love the show. I love the show. I mean, really, like it is it, it is so sticky and like now going into season you know going into season three, I was just saying it the other night. I was like, oh, now I understand why this has such a fandom. Right. You know, starting at around middle of season two, you start the show starts to really find its groove and it's, right. and it's stickiness, you know, it's like, you know, well, it's like, well, it's like well, you well, need well, to come back for it. It's all yeah. that Jess and Dean stuff, like all yeah, the Jess and Dean. You know what, to be honest, and this is, and so one thing, so I was on, um, I was on your show. I was a guest on, on your show a couple weeks ago. And the one thing that I took from that is that you and I have a very similar mindset in regards to like some of the situations and the characters that are taking place. Right. So one of the things I was telling people on your show, I was like, look, let us live in our ignorance, right? Because like you and I have these thoughts about like certain characters and we're like, but why does this, why do people hate this guy? He's not, he's a sweetheart. What did he do wrong? And people are like, oh, just you wait and see, you know, like that kind of stuff. And I, and I tell people- So far. Let, let us just live in our ignorance. And so like I told, yeah. like my one piece of advice to you, cause I, I'm, I just started season five. I'm on season five, episode six, right? My one piece of advice for you, John, the Dean versus Jess thing, it doesn't get any easier <laughs> at all. And it gets incredibly heated. I've learned that from experience. 
and now I have to be eat it between fans. People take it personally, John. Personally. Oh, eat it between that's fans. Funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's been one thing that we. I mean, our community is so dope. They're yeah. such a great, and I mean, yeah. just in general, the Gilmore Girls community is just um, the, the fandom is just. Um, yeah. It's the it's such a respectful and considerate and generous mm. fandom. I mean, we we have this whole system where we have we have what's called the couch, which is this area yeah. um, in the clubhouse room where people like about fifteen of us can ch- chat during the episode. You know, people will get there, and if they know that there's somebody who really cares about the storyline, but they didn't get up on the couch, they'll be like, "Hey, John, I'm going to give up my spot on the couch for." blah 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 who I know is in the audience and really wanted to be up there so you just see like all of this really amazing generous stuff so as of right now there has not got it hasn't gotten heated in it no, in no. any way that well, like 99 that I feel is sort of great, by the way 99.9 percent of the fandom are they're going to on point and it's going to continue that way but I promise you there's going to be that one percent that one percent that that oh, is okay. going to be like at your throat as soon as you say what quote team you're on I hope you're ready. Well, I you know what, ready. well, you know what team I, you know what team I'm on right now, right? I, I mean, and that's just my, I'm, I'm Team Dean. Same. And look, here's the thing: is that I came into this show expecting that I was going to be Team Jess. I have a Team Jess sweatshirt, <laughs> which like the, the fan festival asked me, like, "Hey, would you like a team?" You know, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I may as well have one of those team sweatshirts. I'll take right. Jess. He seems like the coolest, right?" Because I, that's sort of what I thought. You know, I was like, yeah. "He seems like the coolest, so I'm gonna get the one from the coolest. I'm gonna be on the coolest team, right?" But then watching the show, there's just so much more to it than that. And um, and while I, you know, I totally see all of the flaws in the Dean character, I relate more to the Dean character. You know, I relate more to to his struggle and all that. And I get it that there are people, the people who love Jess, I find also relate to him. I can't relate to him because he's just not a person that I would have ever really you know, ran in circles with, uh, in social circles with. And, and, you know, I find a lot of his behavior at this point, I mean, I'm only in season two or or we're going to see three at this point, I find his behavior to be punkish and not cool, you know, and and, and antagonistic. What's funny is that, you know, for, for you and I, it's different because we are males. Right. And, and technically speaking, we are not the target demographic of this show, right? Technically speaking. And yeah, although I, I say to my male friends all the time, like, dude, you would love this show because oh, I really cool. don't think that, I think that it's just the perception because people oh, hear Gilmore Girls, that's a girl show, you know? Right, right. and I, I agree. I mean, it really is not. And I think the biggest difference is that we are now grown ass men watching Gilmore Girls, right? right? <laughs> what, you know, but as opposed to a lot of people in the fandom who grew up with these characters, who have watched it 17, 18, 19, 20 times in a row, you know, like, it's, like I guess the, the perspectives are, are a little bit different. And, and the really cool thing is that I, I think I read that you, you, when you signed on for Gilmore Girls, you were expecting to be on one episode. And then it yeah. turned out that you were going to, that you were, I don't know if you know this or not, you were in more than one episode, John. Um, yeah, I was 37 episodes. <laughs> what, what did it feel I like? Mean, if, you what, if you don't count the 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 re, the, the um, revival, right? Um, yeah, right. I mean, I did. I mean, I, I mean, watch that first episode. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm it, my the my first episode, the first episode of Brian. For any of your viewers who would like to experience watching 
with me watching myself for the first time in 15 years is ne- is not this coming Thursday. It's next Thursday. Right, right. And I think I have one line. I think I have like, I, I really, th- I mean, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I think I have like one line in that yeah. episode. It's really um, funny. I, I literally, I, I just finished season five, episode five last night. And you're, and, and you're in that episode, obviously. And um, it's, it's around, and this is not, you obviously know this part, but like, so this is the Brown, yeah. um, Lane and, and Zach are, you know, having whatever. This is like at the beginning of their little Kindle ship, whatever. Oh, that's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of the whole storyline. Right. Because right. that was the one we got to do lots of fun stuff. Right, right. So like we're we're in that phase of it. I mean, oh, well, I'm in that phase of it right now. And so it's just funny because I'm sitting there, even in my recap that I did yesterday on YouTube, I was like, I was like, I'm I'm interviewing that guy <laughs> tomorrow. I'm interviewing him. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait to season till season five because those are some of the mo- yeah. those were some of the most fun episodes to shoot. I still remember. I mean, like the slinging over the shoulder, but you know, butt kiss at the door uh, when, when he walks her to the door. Oh wait, I've gotten there. Uh, no, but I, I I know a lot of things oh. because yeah, you're good. You're all good. right. Anyway, I mean, just all 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 of that stuff. Um, right, right. that whole era of like of of of. Zach and Lane sort of courting yeah. is just it's right. I there were a couple people um, on on my Instagram. I asked my Instagram followers. I said, "Hey, I'm interviewing John Cabrera. Um, do you have any questions that you want me to ask John?" So I picked out my favorite. There was a lot. There was a lot of questions, um, but I picked out a couple of my favorites. So you may not know the answer to some of these. Um, given, you know, that, you know, how far along you are in the process, but I figured I would ask them anyway, you know, for, for the people, you got to do it for the people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. I love the people. Um, was, (laughs) was it a drastic change? This is from Heather. Was it a drastic change on set going from Adam Brody to Sebastian Bach? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, okay. (laughs) Let's, let's talk about it really from the perspective of, an actor who, as I just said, didn't even think he was going to be in the past that first episode that we were in. Right? Like I, I really, truly didn't think that the storyline was going to go. And by the end of that third season, season three, our first season, um, we were convinced that. I mean, I was convinced. Um, and I think I probably think that Todd probably felt the same way that you know our storyline really hinged on Adam Brody, right? Like Adam Brody was the reason we were there. Adam Brody was clearly a plot, a plot device, or his character was a plot device for the Lane character, and we were sort of filler. We were like background to that storyline, right? Um, and so when we learned that he was leaving the show, and I think we learned that during the um, during the, the hiatus, right? The feeling was very much like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's over then, you know? Like, we, we sort of felt like, you know... It was fun while it lasted. We, we really only... Yeah, fun while it lasted, but we really didn't exist for much more than that, yeah. that for that storyline for Lane and and and, uh, and Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were invited to the opening party for season four. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And we get there, and we're chatting with... Um, with Amy and Dan and at one point they're like oh we've got stuff in store for you like like we we have an idea we have an idea yeah. and it was at that point that they actually 
either was, I feel like either I was in the conversation or maybe Todd was in the conversation and then came to me, but yeah. it was there in that party that I, that I heard, um, they're thinking about a rock, like some sort of like, like eighties rock legend to join our band to replace, <laughs> to replace the character that Adam Brody played. And, and I was like, what? <laughs> and so that was of course, exciting from the perspective of a working actor. So I'll just say that. Now, the next part of it that I think is kind of interesting is that I of course knew who Sebastian Bach was because I'm a child of the eighties. I, you know, I, like, like when he was at his, peak of stardom i was a high school student mm -hmm. um and i was into like hair metal you know i was like into that kind of like stuff as everybody was like back in like the late 80s um and, and whatnot um but i remember i had a crush on this girl in yeah. my class in one of the classes that i was in who just didn't even know I, know I existed <laughs> um but she loved sebastian bach she had all these sebastian bach t-shirts and they and I and I was sitting behind her and having to look at Sebastian Bach's face every, every day on a shirt on a girl that I had a crush on who didn't know my existence so I came in with a little bit of like hey, how you doing I'm John did you, tell, did you tell Sebastian that story what did he say I did. I did tell him that story. I was like, I, hate, I hated you awesome, I, for many years. For many years, I hated you. I'm, I've, I've learned. I've learned to like you. That's hilarious. Um, uh, no, Sebastian and I, and I were really great friends um, on set. Like he, he is so such. Oh my gosh, he's he's such a blast. That guy is so fun on set, and and also like you know. He, it was like taking it all in and and he really like that guy loves to learn right like he's just like a he like truly is like an artist in the standpoint of like from the standpoint of like constantly learning and whatnot yeah. so he was just always on set standing behind cameras asking questions like so what does that do like where why, why are we doing that you know um which was just such a blast and so just so fun to to watch he just he infused not this is not you know um to say anything you know negative about Adam Brody, um, I, 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 I had a great time with Adam as well. You know, we, we also had a really good relationship on, on set, but um, Sebastian brought a life, a life to that storyline that wasn't quite there. We really truly were, I think, sort of background set for the Lane Dave storyline. Whereas when Sebastian came in, he brought this energy with him yeah. that I think turned our, our our little band into something. It's been fun. Was. It's been fun to watch. Um, were, uh, Zwan Mulan wants to know: Were you really playing the songs, or was it playback? It was all real. It was all real. Yeah. It was all played. Not only was it all all real, it was all re the the recording that you, that what the songs that they heard were what we were playing. Right. there on set they didn't right. even want to have us play and then afterwards put in another version that we played right like they could have taken us they could have taken us somewhere afterwards or or before that's what she means by playback um uh that um where we recorded it and then they just played it on set and we were just you know um uh doing it no they wanted it to really sound like 
a grungy little band in their apartment. So the best way to do that would be to actually have us play. Now, I, I say that with one caveat, which is when I say we, <laughs> I don't include myself in that because although I was actually playing in the sense that my fingers were moving, there was right off camera, another guy who was actually playing. And if you are observant, there are some episodes where I believe you can even see that my guitar, the, the, the cord for my guitar goes out, winds around the floor and just leads to just nowhere. It's not even plugged in, not even plugged into the amp. Um, but there was truly somebody playing there. And right. this is also something interesting for, for fans that don't know. His name is Dave Rogalski. I think I did know. I did know yes. that. I did. So, know that. so the Dave Rogalski character. Uh, so Lane, the Lane character is largely, um, you know, or, or at least partly inspired by Helen Pye, who is one of the producers on the show and one of Amy and Dan's good friends, right. um, uh, who is Korean. And her husband is a guy named Dave Rogalski, who is like, you know, a white dude that like, you know, that is also a musician and right. is a really good musician. And and he and another group of, of their buddy friends, right. um, they, they came in and they helped us, um, well, us, me and Sebastian, the only two that actually couldn't play our instruments, um, they helped us learn the actual frets, like the, the fingering on the guitar. Right, so right. we had to learn that because we had to make it look like we were actually playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, that's only one half to actually playing. Then you have to make it sound good, which we just didn't have the ability to do. <laughs> so they then they then would play those instruments right off camera. So like if the camera had just panned like that, you would have just seen Dave Rogalski, like literally maybe, That's I don't know, five feet away from me playing <laughs> exactly what I was playing, but I'm just doing, you know, I'm just doing the did thing. You right. have, did you have experience before, uh, like, like, like before you were a cat? Did you know how to play? No, I mean, I, I took guitar lessons when I was a kid, but I mean, not enough. But I, uh, but I, but I did really work hard. I really did work hard to get that fingering oh, right. Sure. I think that like it looks pretty authentic. Um, right. You know, everything everything that you're seeing is, is actually the notes that I'm playing. It's just it wouldn't sound good because I'm not hitting them hard <laughs> enough. And, and like <laughs> if um, this is from Sarah, if you could write as a writer, if you could write an episode of Gilmore Girls, what would it be about? The other night, um, I was actually uh, joking a bit. I said, you know, if I didn't know what was coming, so I'm going to pretend like I do not know what happens in season three in regards to the Lane storyline. I would have assumed that the writers were going to write something a little bit bigger between Lane and Sophie. I would have expected a sort of like Mr. Miyagi a Yoda style right. mentor Lane being like this, you know, diamond in the rough. Was, I thought it was headed, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, right. Like this sort of diamond in the rough that, like, you know, this like young Padawan who, like, you know, <laughs> like, like really wants to learn. Grumpy, grumpy mentor who's like, I'm not teaching you. You're not ready. You're not ready. And so I actually, so I was actually joking with like with the group. I was like, so I'm convinced that in season three. Sophie is like, you know, she keeps asking her, asking her, asking her. And finally, Sophie's like, okay, you want to learn drums? 
let's learn drums, you know? Of course, knowing that that doesn't happen because I'm in, I'm in season three and I know that doesn't happen. However, hey, if I were to, if I were to have been in the writer's room, I would have suggested that plot line. That's hilarious. I, I can already see the, the, the montage that happens because of that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's amazing I, yeah dude, i'm i'm so happy that we that we're that we got to like sit and chat my my, la- my last question to you is i heard you were losty is that true oh and that's i i think that that's going to be one of the next shows that we do in remarcus i am a huge losty and and my one question to you is this because this yeah. is this is how this it's is an like, alien ship. It's an it's an alien ship that crashed <laughs> in the ocean, and only part of it is ha- only part of it is out of the water. That's the part that's like got the vegetation and what. That's what you're gonna ask, right? <laughs> no, my 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 question is this, and and yeah. this is how I can tell whether we would get along or not when it comes to Lost. Okay, the episode, the constant. You know, um, with uh, Desmond when he's going back and forth through time. Yes. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Best episode of Lost ever. Yes or no? Yeah, I can't answer that because it's been so long since I watched it. I was yeah. I was a hardcore fan. I was a hardcore fan, but like I mean, it's been like over a decade now since I've watched it. But I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again, and I don't doubt that it's like that. It's high up there, maybe yeah. the best episode of the show. But like, I can't remember the nuances of it enough yeah. to like answer that truthfully. Um, but I will say that, so I was a huge lossy, but like, in particular, what I really loved about that show wasn't actually the show itself. It was all of the fandom around the show. Like oh, I had a, I, I had a lost blog. So I, I had a, like a pretty, a pretty well-trafficked lost blog where yeah. I would literally every episode, I would dissect it. I would break it apart. I got into like, you know all kinds of crazy theories about stuff that was written on walls in the background, convinced that like, you know, they were planting clues for us and all this kind of stuff. Um, And this, it just uh, similar to what's going on now with Remarcus, you know, just this really amazing community formed around, um, around this, around this story. I was, I was just in a, a clubhouse room earlier today that one of my really good friends, Ivana De Maria um, who also has a a, a project. Uh, she's the founder of a of a, a story platform called Story Place, mm-hmm. and she said it so well. She said that like stories um, are so powerful um, that people who don't even know each other can develop extremely close relationships to one another through a, a story. Yes, and that's what we're seeing. That's what we see with. Gilmore Girls, right? Absolutely. I mean, these Remarcus rooms that I'm doing, you know, I, I we 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 do them for, you know, we watch the episode for 45 minutes, then we talk for 45 minutes, and then I typically leave the room. Mm-hmm. And what's really amazing is that I've actually just learned that members who were there after I leave stay in the rooms talking with one another, sometimes to like two in the morning. <laughs> and these are people who didn't know each other before yeah. this. Only a month we've been working on this project, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just, story Story is so powerful. It's just, it's so powerful. It's such a powerful tool um, for good, obviously can be used for bad as well, right? But it's well, just this thing. It's, it's connecting people. And I feel like over the past, you know, the year that we've all had, you know, you know, it's really great to know that there are these niche communities that are so strongly bonded with each other over art 
over TV and movies and film and music. Like it's just it's beautiful to watch, and I and I love every yeah. second. If you could say one thing to the Gilmore Girl community right now, what would you say? I would say thank you. Uh, I would say thank you because, I mean, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling really grateful for this community. Um, as I'm watching the show, uh, watching it with, with folks who have such a deep love for something that I'm watching for the first time and, and, and because of it, I'm getting insight into, into it that I wouldn't have gotten uh, alone. Thank you for your dedication to a show that I was on 15 years ago that still has relevance in my life. Um, you know, uh, I'm just really grateful for the for this fandom. Yeah, man, and I and I am I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. This this cannot be the last time that we no, number one, not at all. I mean, we we've got we we, we should I should come back on when I'm a little yeah. deeper in and I can and I can tell you like yeah. give you some bigger. <laughs> thoughts on some of all this stuff. yes no this, yeah no you're no, team jess team dean I'm coming, back, I'm coming back to your show for sure uh i i because i, I want to see i, I want to take some time away and then come back to see how much your mind has been you know ha, has changed from where where i was with you in season one i guess was what we i'm uh, totally open i'm totally open to to coming back over to team dean or team jess you know but right now i'm firmly team dean firmly I'm, team dean I know he's a sulker. I know he's a whiner. I get it. I know all those things, you know. Like, <laughs> I love it, man. I I, I love it. And, and yes, yeah, shout out to the Gilmore Girl community. They they welcomed this outsider with with open arms, and and it's been such an incredible experience. And as a result, I get to sit and talk with you, talk with Valerie, talk with Shelly, um, and then on Saturday, I'm I'm talking with uh, with Rini. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So we'll be talking on on or, I'm sorry on Sunday. Uh, her and I were, we'll be talking. Uh, and so like this is like it's just really cool. It's really really cool right. to, just to be a part of this community and 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 to have everybody just kind of welcome me as if I was just some like random like as I've, I've been a part of it for this long uh, for as long as it's yeah. been. I mean, yeah, man. Uh, no, I I thank you so are, much. You are a part of it now. Yeah, I, I know. I, which is so weird to think about. It's so weird. And and after after we're done recording, I got to tell you something, which is is going to blow your mind. But um. But with that said, thank you, John, for, for hanging out with me. Uh, everybody else, if you enjoyed this interview, please be sure to, uh, to follow me on your favorite social media platforms at The Vibe with Kai, where I'm always posting things that will help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. If you want to follow along with John as he's watching through his journey, can they, can they visit, is it remarcus.com? Is that where they should go for Remar more info? Remarcus.com. Yep. That, that, that will give you every link, everything that you need to, to get up to speed and join us for these watches. Absolutely. I'm going to put it down on the bottom. I'm going to also going to put it up in the, uh, in the show notes. That way you can easily, easily click on it and go visit and join along with John as he watches along with the Gilmore Girl community. And then you can also visit my website, thevibewithkai.com. My friends, thank you so much for watching and listening today. As always, God bless and good vibes. I'm not going to be able to do that.